Ready Check Radio. What's up, Internet? It's Thursday. It's 7 p.m. Eastern. That means here on Ready Check Radio, it's time for the Relic Grind, our Final Fantasy XIV Square Enix podcast, where we discuss Final Fantasy XIV and Square Enix on a podcast. I'm your host, Mike Byrne, a.k.a. Magic <laughs> <laughs> as always. <laughs> We're doing the show live, twitch.tv slash readycheckradio. We appreciate chat hanging with us live, ready to chime in with their opinions on everything we're going to be discussing today. If you're watching on YouTube or listening on iTunes or Spotify or any of the podcast platforms, thank you so much. We appreciate it. While you're there, give it a like, a subscribe, a thumbs up. Turn on those notifications and comment with your opinions. And head on over to readycheckradio.com if you haven't been there. All the shows, Relic Grind and Gaming Gumbo, all the backlog is available there. All the socials are there so that you can follow us and support us. But if you like what we do, most of all, bring a friend. Have them come hang out live or just sit and watch the podcast with you. Joining me to go over not a lot of Final Fantasy 14, but a lot of Final Fantasy today yeah. is Mr. Chris Montoya, a.k.a. Tarkoth. What's up, boss? Greetings, programs. Uh, man, what a busy week it's been for me personally. And I'm just really trying to figure out how I'm going to fit all the space for all this RPG goodness that we have got going on. We got Rebirth coming out, Grand Blue Fantasy, Dragon's Dogma 2. Uh, it looks like I maybe need to find some space for Starfield eventually. You know, it's a lot of, a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, I haven't even touched Grand Blue Fantasy yet. I've been so oh, looks fucking amazing. busy that I have not had a chance to even touch the damn thing yet. I can't wait. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. It is a nice month for us, us RPG fans. Us RPG fans. Yeah. Speaking of RPG fans, here's one from across the pond, Mr. Paul Berlin, a.k.a. Flynn. What's up, Flynn? Oh, I am doing well. I have finally that got was to like, that yeah, his, his, like, first sound, it was, like, very Santa. He was like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, P11S finally down, and yes, so much RPG goodness. Yeah, yeah, there is. There is. So much it? RPG, so little time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, well, uh, that's the problem. <laughs> I mean, one... One MMORPG that we talk about quite often on this show, we know it's going to be a little bit dry between now and spring yeah. on this front. So we, we kind of grab like one or two topics, maybe occasionally a few episodes here. Uh, and as we've done in the past, we'll grab a like a, we found it on Reddit and we'll talk about some of the goofy posts and things like that. Because you need that filler stuff, right? It is the dead time and it's especially dead uh, right now, particularly if you weren't a huge Endwalker fan or a dot one through dot five fan, then it's really been dead for you. But we do have a little bit of news. So let's hit the 14 stuff first and get it out of the way. The sure. Xbox beta now has a date and it's not the accidental date in January, which we said wasn't going to be the date anyway, because <laughs> we already knew it was going to be February based on some hints and some things they had said. Now the beta for the Xbox series S and X edition of final fantasy 14 will officially kick off on February 21st, around midnight Pacific time. It could be a little later. Obviously, they run into some tech, tech issues, stuff like that, and expect queues and 
you know, server connection issues, I am sure all of the usual shenanigans will happen. Now, when that ends is a question mark, right? Because they're just going to yeah. roll straight from an open beta into the launch on the console. Uh, all of your progress will carry over. If you're creating a brand new account you've never played before, you can jump in the open beta and then just roll your progress straight into launch whenever that happens. There's no date. Of course, I'm sure they want to make sure, hey, everything's working, everything's good, everything's stable. We can go ahead and just call it launched now. I wouldn't expect like the game to disappear for a month and then come back. They're just, okay, tomorrow it'll launch. Uh, you know, we'll be down for 24 hours and then it'll be back up and it's launched. Now, there is a couple caveats on this one, and some of them make a lot of sense, right? If you plan mm -hmm. to link your accounts that you have now uh, to be able to play on the Xbox as well, right? Like I play on PC and PlayStation. At some point, I'll add Xbox to there if I feel like buying more software. Uh, they encourage you to not do that. <laughs> Uh, in fact, if you're going to be in the open beta, they really just want new accounts. Now, of course, that means you can go ahead and create a second account, right, under a different email or something like that. But they really want this to be for brand new accounts. Check out the open beta. Don't clog it with people that are already playing and are going to link accounts later and stuff like that. But if you really want to, fine. Spin up a second email, Square Enix account, and go ahead and jump in. Now, the open beta will be entirely free. You can just go in and play. And at launch, the game will still have its award-winning trial. That'll be free. But after that, if you want to play, just like the rest of us, you got to buy the game, you got to pay your sub. Cool. No problem. All in all, so far, guys, sounds pretty good, right? Like I don't see anything wrong with this. But there's a little, just that. Yep. <laughs> little wrinkle that you may want to know about if you intend for the Xbox to be your primary platform of play. You got 20 different options to change in the menus. Right. You will for that. <laughs> you will require some type of Xbox Game Pass subscription membership. It doesn't matter what yeah. one. You can have the lowest of the lowest ones. That's fine. Core, yeah. But you still got to pay for core at minimum. In addition to buying Final Fantasy XIV and paying your Square Enix sub. Now, I've covered MMOs for a long time, guys, on MMO Bomb, right? And on Game Breaker yeah. and, on, and on a myriad of other places. And Xbox has always had this kind of back and forth where if the game is free to play then for the longest time it didn't matter xbox gold back in the day was absolutely required for multiplayer stuff then they kind of eased up on that and free to play games weren't didn't require it but games you paid for did require that you had gold or xbox live gold whatever you had back in the day so it's not surprising to see this and there are other MMOs or massively multiplayer games in general on Xbox that also do require this as it is right now. So this isn't unique to 14. But what I think is a little unique and worth talking about, Tark, is that this is not required on the PlayStation version of 14. You don't have to sub to PS Plus and Final Fantasy to play Final Fantasy there. So 
It is a little bit of a difference. Maybe it'll matter. Maybe it won't for most players. We'll talk about that in a second. But your initial reaction to this decision? Uh, I was actually completely shocked because I thought this was one of the big hangups for why it wasn't already on the platform for the last eight plus years. Um, I thought the whole hangup because you, you don't need places watch for Sony uh, for PlayStation. Uh, PC is its own thing. I mean, Steam doesn't have a service, so you can just play it on Steam, PC. I always thought this was the big hang on why it wasn't there. They couldn't get past the hurdle. So when it was announced so for Xbox... You're, let me chime in. I don't mean to interrupt you here, but Takal's kind of saying the same thing, and I want to address this quick. So uh, wasn't this one of the previous sticking points? This and the Xbox-only servers. If Microsoft has not let go of the, those requirements, why did Yoshi P finally say yes? Uh, and didn't they even make this exception for 11? They made a number of exceptions for 11 way back in the day on the Xbox 360. Yeah. Like when it comes to consoles, that that was the back in the day. The, you're right about what the hangup is. You're wrong on who you're attributing it to. Sony was the one that had the stance of they did not like multiplayer in, in all aspects, not just MMOs. Um across console platforms and the public reason that they commonly gave when they they talked about this was well we can ensure the okay. safety of our servers we cannot ensure the safety and the non-toxicity and the non-harassment of players that aren't on our own servers uh so if we have xbox people on you know a shared server for 14 with playstation we can't guarantee like a, a miner's verbal safety there it, obviously there was other things that were going on in the background right they didn't want to share they want to play on playstation don't play anywhere else like i'm there's all that money sure. stuff going into it too but that was more a playstation barrier that has just recently okay. started coming down that's not to say that xbox and microsoft in the past haven't had their own barriers they they have uh, but the most recent sticking ones were on the Sony side. All right. Well, there was that. Um, and I, I also wonder if that maybe this agreement also happened because that partnership between Microsoft and Square, where we got the cloud servers going on now, um, that's also brought this up to the forefront. But I, I was absolutely shocked that this is still a requirement. I, I thought that would have been passed by. So uh, not to mention now the other news with Microsoft or, or not news because they haven't said anything yet, but I guess that's another topic. <laughs> yeah, obviously like this week, the big rumors or like Xbox is getting out of the console market because they're talking about making a bunch of different things cross platform and available on other platforms. And while those rumors went nuts, Microsoft didn't do themselves any favors, of course, by just saying, Hey, we have, a statement to make on where if you will make it next week. So we'll be, yeah. I'm sure we'll talk about it on gaming gumbo next week. I don't think your Xbox consoles are going anywhere in the short term. I, I think you're fine there, but you know, could things change and shift a little more to cloud than they are now? Of course, you know, and Hey, they're going to, they're going to sell the software wherever it makes money. Uh, we'll talk about more about that on gaming gumbo. Not this Saturday, no show this Saturday, since I will be at monster jam with my son. Uh, but after, and, and Phil's not giving the announcement or whatever until next week anyway. So we'll see you on Gaming Gumbo. Phil's giving the announcement. Uh, Flynn, what do you think? Extra couple of yeah. bones for Microsoft in the deal. Yes. Yeah, strangely, the thing that 
got me hung up is how many settings you have to change on the Xbox just to get this to work. Never mind the Game Pass aspect of it. Again, like I'm not playing for Plus at the minute. I'm still playing on PS5 because I'm paying for my 14 sub. So that's our extra thing. Go go but a little I'm more also, into that. What are you talking about settings for anybody that hasn't like read into this but may ooh, check it I out later? I have to get it out. You don't have to give the full list, but just talk about why some of that's going on. Uh, it was to enable uh, cross-platform play. <sighs> it was... I need a list in front of me because I can't remember. Just remember the list. is like this like five to ten different things you have to turn on just to be able to start this. Never mind, as we know, <laughs> getting a Square Enix account set up. <laughs> yeah. So, so you have so to you have to hoodles. you have to go into the following settings and set join multiplayer games to allow, join cross network play to allow. Others can communicate with voice text or invites, set it to everybody. Communicate outside of Xbox with voice and text, set that to everybody. And then from the previous view details and customized menu, select game and confirm that you can see and upload community creations set to everybody. And then you have to do some stuff in the Microsoft store to actually get the damn software. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, oh. What is with Square Enix and finding ways to make installation tedious? <laughs> like, obviously, this is out of their hands a little, I hope. But it's silly. Well, you would think, though, a lot of those settings for people that already play multiplayer cross-platform games on Xbox are already enabled. They're just Maybe they're just over-communicating the details, assuming the, the lowest common denominator of player, right? Somebody that's never played it on Xbox, never played multiplayer online on Xbox, and has defaults off settings, right? It's, yeah, it's, it's, it seems like a lot, but it's likely if you've played, you know, if you're playing Fortnite on your Xbox, you probably have all of these on already. <laughs> probably. I'd have to log into my Xbox see my settings because I play a few things that are cross-platform. I've never, with any recognition, anyway, gone into change settings on or off. Right, but you may have gotten into the game and it said, hey, do you want us to allow this? You know, you, you didn't have to go to the setting. I don't know. Whatever. Maybe. It is a pain in the butt. Um, going back, though, my question that I posed before that I said we'd get back to, while it does kind of suck, I do have to wonder what the level of impact is, right? Like, if you're playing on Xbox, you, the large portion of you, particularly if you're playing MMOs and multiplayer games, you already have Game Pass to some, to some degree. Uh, Mine's kind of baked in my in most cases. Yeah, in most cases, you probably already have this. Like, really, this is going to be an extra hit to somebody that's coming to Final Fantasy for the first time on this platform and hasn't used that platform for either Game Pass, just general game access, or specifically multiplayer uh, paid buying games. And I feel like if you're in that bucket, you probably already have Game Pass. Probably. Maybe. Maybe? Question mark? I just I just don't know. Like if this is like your your MMO that you want to play, I don't know if this is the platform you want to play it on. Like because if you'd like, oh I don't want to pay for the core. Oh, by the way, now you can't play 14 now. So Well, we've kind like, of had that I, discussion, I would, right? Oh. 
we've kind yeah. of had that discussion I mean, yeah. in other places. Like, great, it's coming to a new platform. That's fantastic. But it also came out 10 years ago. Like, if you want to play Final Fantasy fourteen, you probably already play Final Fantasy fourteen somewhere. Does this 10 years later really add to the player base? Or does it yeah. more probably just give people like us that already play an extra play option if we want to take it. Are they going to get new players? Yeah. And we've already admitted they probably will. But how big could that number really realistically be? Uh, I don't know. I don't think it could be all that big. Yeah. I, it will be I interesting mean, to see the numbers. Go ahead, Flynn. What's that? I'd be interested to see what the numbers look like after the actual launch. What do you mean? They don't send us, they don't show us real numbers anyway. Yeah, they're not going to show us real numbers. All we get is that 35 million adventurers. Yeah, cool. Thanks. Uh, yeah. We just tracked the Xbox achievements. Oh. That's how we'll find out. Well, but that still doesn't tell you anything, right? Because there are certain achievements that, although you may meet the requirements of, you got to go do something to trigger. Like, you, you don't just log in and have it go ba-ding, 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 ba-ding. Certain trophies ba-ding. do ping when you log in. Some of them will, yeah, but there's going to yeah. be a big number of trophies that you got to go do something, um, whether that's defeat X boss again or or go you know, log somewhere or talk to somebody. I, they're not all going to pop, so I don't know how reliable. I'm not, I'm not debating that you can do it no. to get an idea, but that also really doesn't answer the question of is that a new Xbox player or not, right? Yeah, very you know, yeah. it just tells you how many people played on their Xbox and got achievements. You know, if if you, Tarker, I log in, we're going to get a bunch of achievements running around and getting a bunch of triggers on stuff that we already have. Cool. Um, we certainly are not a new Final Fantasy player. Uh, and the, the best they give us is, you know, 30 million new adventurers. Cool. Uh, of which is based on the number of accounts created, which would also include fucking bots. So, like, how meaningful yeah. is that number? <laughs> like, <laughs> we're never yeah, going to know. 40 million bots just never this year know. alone. <laughs> yeah. And, and you can bet that Microsoft and Square are going to advertise a number. No doubt. They're going to definitely, after full launch, hell, maybe even partway through the beta, advertise a number whether it'll be the global x million adventurers or x million adventurers logged in via xbox you know five million adventurers they won't have the word new there (laughs) because they won't be telling us whether they're all brand new or not but yeah it's a weird little situation i'm glad it's available going to be available on all platforms that's just good i think in general for gaming in most cases uh but Ten years old now. Like I feel like if you played it, you you wanted to, you you got it, and you, you why pay the extra five bucks, like <laughs> or or whatever it ends up being for whatever sub you pick. Yeah. Hey, don't forget to do your Valentino's event. It has kicked off. Are you done, Tark? Uh, nope. I've uh, been too busy with uh, Eureka and Foam Stars and uh, Power Wash Simulator. Ugh. Oh, so no, no, no time for Valentine's yet, and it's Did just it emote. There's no soul. minion, so it's whatever. There's a new emote. It's an emote. Did you do yours, Yeflin? Uh, enough to get the emote. So one quest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like literally, <laughs> literally, that's it. Mm-hmm. To literally, uh, in and out. Did it before raid <laughs> earlier today. 
Yeah. Someone reminded me. If you want the emote, it's one quest. If you want the emote and the achievement, get ready for it. It's two. Two. Two quests. It's two. If you want to get that achievement, that achiever. All right, let's move on. Uh, That does it for Final Fantasy XIV this uh, this week. That's that's literally it. Obviously. Oh, one last thing. There was something I got mentioned during the beta. We know that 3.5, no, sorry, uh, 6.58 is coming in March. Yeah, great, fantastic. Yeah, you know what's in that There's patch? There's a bit of news we could add in. You know what's in that patch? Nothing. Uh, probably Savage and Lock and Tombstone doubled. Yeah, that's Which it. Which is nothing. And hot fixes. That's it. that's it. Tark, why do you keep highlighting back and forth in the show notes? You're driving me <laughs> fucking nuts. Play it around. It's just this little Google Doc color bar going everywhere. <laughs> and Flynn, your internet's crapping out today. Uh, you're like yeah, roboting a you're a little roboting a little bit and then you got Tark coloring book master just screwing around <laughs> on the show notes he's doing one of those adult like meditation coloring exercises you know <laughs> take, taking a part and just highlighting it so it's colorful right? and then clicking off it right. and then highlighting it again hey so the bigger Final Fantasy news this week was Tuesday remember last week we had the state of play we talked about that on yeah. the previous gaming gumbo episode if you haven't watched it you should it's probably right below this on YouTube and it's right next to it on ready check radio um and there was no square Enix news there uh, besides a film stars trailer that, that wasn't at the show it was just a trailer uh but that was because Final Fantasy 7 rebirth was getting its own state of play. This week, mm-hmm. which it did. So I'm showing you some of that, that footage. If you want to go check it out, you can. There's a four-minute trailer, and that which, uh, and then there's like 11 minutes of kind of like a gameplay reveal, uh, and then some thoughts and some things coming and some dates, and, and then the demo. So before, I, I'm, I imagine we're going to spend quite a bit of time on the demo here in a minute. So before we get to that, Tark, what was your take on the final gameplay trailer, the footage that they showed off, the state of play as a whole? It's absolutely amazing. This game has got so much stuff in it. Like, I can't even, like, contain my excitement for when this launches. It's going to be amazing. Let's go. <laughs> Kura says uh, seeing Reno fight uh, Cloud with his stun baton is always going to be wild to get or going to be wild to me not going to lie true true yeah the trailers are looking i mean the game's gorgeous it's freaking gorgeous yeah. we knew it was going to be it right is. you played the first one and it's just going to so get good. slightly better from there it was absolutely gorgeous but what do you think of the overall presentation Flynn was it worth its own state of play since they Ugh. they sucked up about what like 20 minutes 19 minutes something minutes, like that yeah yeah uh i have conflicting feelings on it i said to you a couple of weeks back when i we didn't watch that trailer me and tark i was worried they'd do a kingdom Hearts three and show too much and yeah and that's, that's really how i felt <laughs> i thought about you because when i was watching it i was because i remembered you saying that on the show uh and and i said oh come on it's a trailer they're not really gonna spoil a lot in there i watched the trailer and i was like Oh shit! They're actually spoiling some shit in here if yeah. you know what to look for. <laughs> like the biggest one for me, I wish was after a surprise is seeing Sicily and Gonzaga. Being a huge Crisis Core fan and knowing her role doing that game was like, 
why did you have to reveal it? The rest of it, fine. That's OG7, fine. Yeah, you're showing some bits. That's probably going to be our end game, but why reveal it? <laughs> that would have been like the craziest surprise I mean, to get to that section of the game. Just what? Yeah, there were quite a few little spoilers. I was like, well, I guess Flynn was right to be concerned. I was like, lucky yeah, I don't care about any of these. Long. And it was Game me. I, I, was like, precedent. I was like, come on. It's Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. One, what could they spoil that you don't know besides maybe something new? In which case, how are you going to know it's a spoiler? I watch that. I'm watching it. I'm like, oh, my God. Flynn was. Flynn's probably angry at this. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, I was more high, but I was like, why couldn't you hide these pits? <laughs> uh, the trailer was badass. I assume everybody's played the demo. Yeah. I, I was not going to, but then I was like, ah, screw it. I'm going to do it. Uh, man, that demo's so good. Six that, hours of downloading. That demo's so big. That demo clocked that in at so 50 gigs. <laughs> it's it like 49.7 gigs. Um, yeah, uh, so I managed the, to get my started at midnight. It had hit 2% an hour later. <laughs> oh, you good Lord. What kind of internet you uh, have? My connection there? just because of how many people are trying to download oh i was gonna say because like you your your side of the pond is known for better internet infrastructure than uh, here in the states UK, not really mine was like uh, hmm. i've got a okay. 56 meg connection if i'm lucky yeah i queued phone oh. stars up for download so that i made sure i claimed that before i forgot and then yeah. uh, i queued this up the demo up for that after this and then I played uh, Final Fantasy Theatrhythm while those two things downloaded. And like 40 minutes later, I had both of them. Um, I mean, I have a fiber optic connection, but yeah, I would have, man, 10% in, in an hour. That's that's rough. Yeah. So rough. I've got two years before I get at least 100 meg in my area, but I should be getting gigabits around the same time. Mm. But we'll see. Yeah. Um, beautiful demo. Uh, there's two parts to the demo, actually, but you only can play one right now. Uh, the second one will come out sometime before it launches on the 29th. So probably like yeah, a, a uh, week before. Uh, I'm letting you know now that's uh, I'm not playing any more demo. <laughs> I'll wait for the re release at this point. I, I will say this. Uh, I think the demo, I know, Tark, last episode, you were worried about the demo and maybe not wanting to play it specifically for like a spoiler-esque reason. I think this was a very, very, very smart portion of the game to put up as the demo. Yes. The cutoff like, as well, I'm appreciative of. Yeah, they, they didn't really show anything that wasn't already known for Final Fantasy VII, so uh, I'm appreciative of that. Uh, and I, I will say that there was one point in the demo that made me smile and think of you. Can you think of what, what part it was? Of me? Yeah, for you. The, oh, the piano yeah. part. Oh yeah, yeah, hell yeah! I played until I got I like, star. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got air once, just like, oh crap! This I need more. Text I mean, it, it only took me like four tries uh, to get the star, and I was like, ah, oh, they didn't even give me like a materia or anything. God damn it, they didn't give me anything. Yeah, and that was something we saw in the gameplay trailer. Like, not only or the yeah. gameplay footage, not only are there like revamped versions of things like some of the gold saucer games and some of the mini games from the original. They've been updated and improved, thank God. Although I'm still not looking forward to like a submarine game. Um, they they also have added a ton of mini games, not just in the Gold Saucer, but throughout the world too. And one of them, if you haven't played the demo yet, is finding sheet music throughout the world. And anytime you see a piano, you can sit down and play it. And it's a rhythm-based game on, you know, 
putting the two sticks in the right place at the right time uh, type thing on a, on a timing thing. Uh, they also showed a new card game, which means there's yeah. another Final Fantasy digital card game that has a digital version before FFTCG does. They <laughs> uh, need to get their priorities straight. <laughs> So I'm yeah. looking. I definitely love the piano mini game. That was very cool. It's it's well done too. It's it's a little challenging I, to, yeah. to get. So many mini games in this in this thing. Yeah, it's nuts. Uh, so the and scene, they all look pretty flushed out. <laughs> the scene they they picked for this first portion of the demo was the backstory of Cloud, Sephiroth, and Tifa in Nibelheim. And mm -hmm. so if you've played the games before, the old ones, right, the originals, you know this sequence you know this is where sephiroth kind of loses his way and you know why he loses his way and the the demo does not reveal anything to you that you didn't already know but it is a nice showcase of getting to party with sephiroth the combat system and how it you know any little tweaks that they've made between the two games it is a cohesive narrative point it does not like it does not rely on any previous knowledge, right? So even if you're brand new to bit. seven, no. Even even if you're brand new to seven, you've never played the original PlayStation One game, and for some reason you did not play remake. Like this is your entry point. You can click on the story so far, four minutes later, play the Nibelheim sequence, and you will have. Not the best understanding. You're right, Flynn. Not like the understanding of the minutia and the relationships yet. But you will totally understand what's going on in the demo and that you are being told this story of something that happened in the past and why somebody is a bad guy now when he sounds like a good guy. Yeah, the quick flashes sure. to present day were really smart. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Um, what I really pieces. loved is, for us who have played the OG, know the real revelations about Cloud. Seeing the memory slip where reality is interweaving with fake memory. That was so smartly done. Just in our first opening cutscene, seeing the one soldier huddled over and you look at the back neck and you can see Cloud's hairline under that soldier mask. Yep. Like, ah. Yep. Ah. Yeah, it's very, very subtle. It's very well done. And none of the reveals on that front are teased if you've never played the original. Yeah. If you have no idea, you still won't. After the demo, uh, but I will say Nibelheim felt so alive. It really um, did. It I really loved just did. wandering around the bits that we'd never seen before. I really fell in love with that little town. Yeah, and I, I was like, "Oh, look, we're back in uh, Sector Seven slums, man. It's all crazy and loud, and so many people talking. Let's go." Uh, did you like playing as Sephiroth? Oh yeah, he is. So oh yeah, badass. yeah. Uh, but, oh my god, guys... how much material did they want to throw at you? <laughs> yeah, they did throw a lot. They did, they, they yeah. were like, Hey, we're gonna, Some of the new materials they were gonna, so they what cloud comes equipped with three, and then you end up picking yeah. up like five, six, seven, something like that along the way. Yeah. Um, at and, and only one or two of them do you really have to go out of your way to get in any way. <laughs> Yeah. They're just like laying around. It's like, oh shit! Here's here's a, a HP up materia just chilling on the ground. All right, fine. I'm sure those will be there in enough. the game. Yeah, they're shiny like enough that they're not really hidden, <laughs> right? Like the level up material is really nice. Yep. Uh, Octo slash. Yep, looking good. Octo slash was good. Uh, uh, the synergy attack, looking good. Looking yeah. good. Yeah. Looking good. Nice little boss fight at the end too. 
And it stops right before Sephiroth goes nuts. Yeah. I was really happy about that, Tark, that I thought they might end it a little later uh, after he rips Genova, um, but they didn't. Uh, I'm glad that they didn't. I'm glad that they yeah. left it where they did, where he's... Uh, fire shot, yeah. Yeah, he's clearly going back up there, but if you didn't play the game, you have no idea why he's going back up there and what's uh, about perfect, to Perfect, uh, leave your audience wanting more moment. Yeah. And the music throughout this whole demo was just top notch. Uh, even I, I, the music with Nibbleham on fire, I was like, "This is just chilling. This is so good." I, I always love Square's music; they are yeah. always so good. But this is just like uh, it feels like another level. I will I say wait. this: <laughs> the the Nibbleheim burning sequence. Um, narratively, I got what they were doing. Gameplay wise, I was like, this is taking forever. Fair. That's this fair. Is, I mean, I got why they wanted it to take forever, and then the the walking and then the crawling, and then like I got it. Narratively, it's compelling. But I also was like, oh my god, I'm just trying to get to my mom. I know I'm not gonna make it. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Uh did you guys have the issue where when the door opens in the shop did the guy just stand there for two minutes before falling over yes yes and there was another uh, just cut me out of any emotion <laughs> there, like, there was another door. sequence when you when i was running up mount nibbleheim with uh sheriff tifa and um <laughs> so cute so cute there was another sequence there where there was some wildlife off to my left and mm -hmm. they ran up like a mound that was off to my left too, but I was booking it forward and they really could not have walked up that mound. It was like a straight up cliff. <laughs> and all of a sudden these like deer or whatever they were, just went whoop, and they were <laughs> whoop, like yeah, three of them the just like jumped. Right on top. <laughs> I've had it with the party members I, as well, like diving yes. off one of the side paths and they just go whoop, whoop. I'm just like, okay, up. you're going 400 miles an hour. <laughs> Climbing up a ladder, and then you turn, and then boop, everyone's just up there with yeah, you. Like, everyone okay, just well, appears. That, uh, in one sequence, I was climbing up the ladder, and the soldier had started climbing the ladder ahead of me. And so I started overlapping with him, and it just, like, phased him out into, like, a shadow. He was a transparency uh, right underneath me as we both went up. And then there was another one, yeah, where I climbed up. Nobody was there, and then all of a sudden, three people just like Star Trek phase in right next to me. <laughs> like, okay, here we go. Now we're going. All in all, um, though, it definitely leaves you wanting more. Oh, absolutely. Um, the one thing I, I did, you guys have feel that the running around on the terrain was a little bit janky. It yeah, was okay. like the skipping and kind of like herky jerkiness of it felt a little off. Yeah, I think there's there's probably a little, like, it doesn't quite know when to tell you you can't do this or you have to jump to do this. Uh, and you don't really have a jump button either. Yeah, so well, yeah, you do. You hook and hold down circle. Yeah. As you run around. It's just but yeah, you can't no control, so hold jump. down circle and just keep running. <laughs> yeah, just hold it down and go, baby. I don't know what you're complaining yeah. about. Yeah, I do, I do know what you're talking about, though, where it was like, 
There were also some areas where it looked to be like the exact same height as something I previously had just vaulted onto, and then it wouldn't let me vault onto it. So there's a lot of... I have a feeling this will be different in the game. There's a lot of invisible walling in the demo that I don't think mm -hmm. is going to be there in the game. Uh, I think they just they just kind of want to keep you on track for for the demo here and give you a couple pockets to explore. It's not that they've shut off all exploration, but there's just a couple little pockets to go explore. That, that hopefully yeah, it all depends if they did the Octopath treatment where we have literally played the first hour and a bit of the game. Right. So it all yeah, I, I'm sure that's the opening of the game. Yeah, because we have got the, the option game. when we boot up the full game to continue from that save. Right. Yeah. Um, something interesting I want to show you uh, from the end of the trailer here. You got to look close. I did zoom in on this a little bit here in the shot, but I wanted to give you the full shot. This is the end of the trailer. And we're used yeah. to seeing this screen, PlayStation 5 exclusive. Now... This time, remember they tried to do the old rope-a-dope on us? Yeah. Yes, they did. And they, they didn't get us. We said, Yoshi P, enough of the shenanigans when it came to 16 on PC. This one says, not available uh, on other... Um, What's that thing? Formats. Yeah, thank you. On other formats until at least 5-29-2024. So don't expect to see it on PC or anywhere else until then. But what I thought was interesting was that's only three months after launch. It is. That's not six. That's not that's 12. Not a big window. That's not end of the year. None of that. That's three months. How close is the PC port to already being finished, Tark? Uh, I would say pretty close. So I guess the question is, is it going to be Epic exclusive? like uh remake was or is it going to be available on any of your pc platforms of choice or xbox or xbox yeah and you get the i mean there's a package deal there's the twin pack on playstation i don't see why that can't uh, be done for xbox that would be awesome and the new partnership between square enix and microsoft yeah but yeah i thought it was interesting only three months that doesn't mean we'll see something on the 29th or June 1st or something, but no. But last time we had like six, nine, and sometimes in the past we've had almost 12-month windows in these advertisements. This one I was like, at first I thought it said 529-2025, uh, and I was like, oh, wow, that's a slightly bigger than normal. And then I was like, oh, that's 2024. That's three months. Yeah. That's three months. They do say at least, at so least. it could just be on at on least. the that's 29th of May is an announcement of another. That's what, so. I said we probably won't see anything on that day, but um. So why remake seven? Besides the obvious, like a lot of people have been asking for it, but and hey, it would make us a lot of money. Money, yeah. <laughs> Yoshinori Katasi was actually asked about this uh, by Eurogamer. Like, why remake this? And and I want your takes on this because what he said was. We talk about Final Fantasy as being a toy box. The idea that you take the lid off of the toy box and you've got all kinds of different things in there. There's a dinosaur in there. You've got your football here, your baseball here. And there's so many different things to play with and have fun. And that, to me, is what Final Fantasy is. And when it comes to remaking the game, he said, if a player from the modern generation plays the original, 
are they going to get the same emotional reaction and response that the original generation of players had 27 years ago when it was cutting edge? I don't think they would. The old school fans have really great memories, and so it left a massive impression on them. Probably going to be always that game my dad played is what a new fan might call the game, and I don't want it to be that. We need to remake the game as a modern game so it can continue to be seen in that light rather than just as an artifact from history. What do you think, Tark? I mean, that's a nice sentiment, you know? Uh something to grip onto and, and put an indelible mark on the new generation. Um, I feel like it's putting an indelible mark on my brain as, as its own standalone thing. So I kind of get that interest from it. Uh, as far as the whole toy box thing, it was, it's kind of weird. Um, I mean, Final Fantasy in general is toy box of nostalgia that they use over and over again in all of their themes. So um, maybe he's talking it like that, but, um, yeah, as far as remaking it, uh, yeah, it's good enough reason for me. Flynn, isn't this just a really nice, like icing that you're just putting around a cake that originally said, we'll make a fuck ton of money if we do it. Yeah. <laughs> <Big time. laughs> There's no way around it. It's like, this game is making us bank. It's very yeah. sweet. It's very right. sentimental, but very sentimental. I just don't see Katasi going to the board and being like, hey, I don't want Final Fantasy to become for the gener this generation the game my dad played. We should remake it. And they were like, yeah, yeah, let's You're do right. it. <laughs> like, that's just not yeah. the way it went. Meanwhile, there's an intern in the corner going, we have 30 million signatures to remake this. Right. Guarantees a day one purchases. Yeah. I. <laughs> I think the the top of that that pitch was, hey, we remake this. It's gonna make us fuck ton money, and it'll make an indelible mark for the company. <laughs> uh, was, here was an interesting article. Speaking of rebirth and finishing it off here, I thought by Willa Rowe over at Kotaku. And normally, I stay as far away from most Kotaku things as I can. But mm. searching for show notes, I'm gonna get Kotaku and results while I'm searching for Final Fantasy stuff. And the headline, it grabbed me. The headline, like it's supposed to, I guess. It said, I'm convinced Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is a sequel to the 1977 original. And I'm not going to recap the entire article, but one of the points Willa makes in here is a big point, primarily off of the demo uh, and the trailer. That That's where this is coming from. Um, and they make the point that there's some moments where Aerith does not have her traditional braided ponytail, you know, and topper on. And bow. With, yeah. And her bow, where she's got her long hair look, and that's the look when bad stuff happens to Aerith, right? Uh, the short yep. scene depicting a conversation between Aerith and Cloud only lasts a few seconds, says Willa. But importantly, Aerith looks slightly different from how we usually see her. Rather than having her hair in a long braid held up with a pink ribbon, her hair falls loosely around her face and back. It's a minor change, but one that immediately alludes to one of the most important moments in the game, obviously the death of Aerith, which comes uh, a little bit later. 
The heart-wrenching moment in Seven is very well known. And even if Robert Pattinson still isn't over her death, Square Enix has been leaning into a mystery of how Rebirth will handle this moment, teasing fans with the knowledge that Rebirth's story will end after the Forgotten Capital, where Aerith meets her end, at least back on the PlayStation 1 game. In that scene, Aerith falls to the ground after being driven with Sephiroth's sword. She hits the ground, white materia falls from her hair, ribbon comes undone, sets her locks free. That isn't the scene that we're seeing here in this demo or trailer isn't a scene from the 1997 game. And that's not totally surprising, says Willa, because you know it's a remake and they're adding a bunch of other stuff to it. But the imagery of Aerith and the white materia makes me think this might not be the Aerith we know in Remake. Instead, this is the Aerith of the original Final Fantasy VII, as an ancient Aerith is in tune with the life stream, the energy, the memory of all living things on the planet. The expanded Final Fantasy VII universe has established that certain souls who have passed on to join the life stream may still have an impact on the living world through visions or even manifestations. Aerith does this in Advent Children, it's possible that the remake trilogy is some kind of alternate timeline that has been messed with by Sephiroth's consciousness in the live stream attempting to rewrite the past. And Aerith's spirit continues to combat him and is appearing to Cloud in order to help him defeat Sephiroth. And if so, that actually makes the remake trilogy not only a retelling, but also technically a sequel to the original Final Fantasy VII. What do you think, Tark? Yeah, haven't I been saying that for a couple of years now? <laughs> that this is a sequel. Like, how, did they play remake? Did they not like catch like all of that? This that the winged Sephiroth that we have seen is not our Sephiroth from the original. That's Advent Children Sephiroth. This is a sequel. Like, I well, they did already say that the third to, installment of this is going to run up. They're trying to make it run up right into the beginning of Advent Children. Yeah, we talked about that on this show. Yeah, Advent Children Part Two, like <laughs> Advent Children Remake, and then we're gonna get another movie that, and then are we gonna continue the cycle? It's gonna be a time loop, and we keep remaking. Let's do it every twenty-seven years. Yeah, every twenty-seven Let's... years we'll get another remake with different things play out differently. Yeah. Flynn? So I want to bring up the trailer. There's two scenes in that, particularly. One is that Aerith scene, because uh, Hamaguchi said a few years back that Aerith has kept the holy material in her braided hair, which is why it was always braided. Hair down, her adding the material to cloud obviously changes things up, because that doesn't happen. And also, the very start of trailer, we have Zach with Aerith in what seems to be somewhere that's not the figure Alton City. And yeah, if this is the Davin children, the idea that Sephiroth hasn't fully died at the end of seven and this can be reincarnated as we saw in Kadaj, does it into that time warp theory that it's consciousness and the time has gone back to the past. Same with here if they're battling over it. So we could end up in a situation where uh, Sephiroth is not wanting to kill here if to prevent holy material being used because that was what screwed this plan to begin with. It's certainly interesting to think about. 
we won't know for quite some time, but <laughs> certainly a couple more years. <laughs> certainly interesting to think about. Uh, let us know what you thought of the Rebirth state of play, and if you played the demo, your thoughts below. Before we finish up here, a couple of smaller things. We talked about uh, a couple of weeks ago that Square Enix is kind of going to overhaul the way they develop games. Uh, that's not new. They're kind of going to focus on you know bringing things a little more in-house than they have been lately, focusing on some key franchises while also trying to expand outside of those key franchises without taking on a bunch of third parties to, to do some work. Uh, now, Bloomberg... Uh, reported that Square Enix director and president uh, Takashi Kiryu uh, told analysts this week that the company's new structure is actually going to be announced this spring and put in place for the start of April, and it's all in an effort to, to improve the quality of the games. Now, we don't know the specifics yet, but some of the reasons behind this, right? Uh, the financials were not great. They were not great. They were basically flat through the first nine months of the fiscal year. And that's not great, considering that you released a mainline Final Fantasy title. Kind of sad. Yeah, here's the numbers. Net sales up uh, 1% year over year. Profit down 42% year over year. Digital entertainment and net sales down 2.5% year over year. HD games section generated uh, an increase of 15% compared to last year. Titles included the Pixel Remaster, Final Fantasy 16, Infinity Strash, and Star Ocean, the second story R. Mobile uh, was a down 9% year over year. And they noted that new titles were unable to offset weak performance from existing titles. Here's a biggie. MMOs. 14 and Dragon Quest 10, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, I guess 11's technically there. 11. But, yeah, but, but four, there. 14 and Dragon Quest are the moneymakers. Down 14% year over year. Now, both of those games have expansions this year. That yes. last year was their slow year, but still, you don't really want to be down double digits after having already been down double digits, right? Before. So. Square Enix notes that it launched its newest titles, Foam Stars, on February 6th. Free to play if you are a PlayStation Plus subscriber. You can claim it now. More on that in a minute. And then, of course, we have the Final Fantasy VII Rebirth uh, later this month and Dawn Trail in here in the States uh, and worldwide this spring. Those are not great numbers, Tark. Not great no. numbers at all. They're not. Uh... This year is going to be a much better year, in my opinion, uh, especially with Rebirth. Rebirth is going to sell like gangbusters, so, uh, and then the expansion. So hopefully we get a big rebound. Uh, as far as reorganizing, uh, you know, I, I just want them to start putting maybe a little bit better expectations because the joke is it did not meet their expectations. So they really need to get that in line with, reality because <laughs> i feel like they they put these expectations for some of these games so high um that everything's just skewed uh as far as their numbers uh and what they're expecting to come out from their businesses so 
Yeah, and they still do an awful lot of one-off sales. And one of the things that they had to say on this topic in the earnings report was as a result of digitization and other technological advances, consumer game content is increasingly sold via downloads rather than physical packages. Monetization, monetization methods such as free-to-play, microtransactions, and subscriptions have also given rise to a greater diversity of business models outside the confines of traditional one-off sales. And then, of course, they launched Foam Stars, which, spoiler, at least in my opinion, 100% needs to be a free-to-play game as soon as they can fucking make it a free-to-play game. Um, cost $29.99 if you're not on PlayStation Plus. Outlook, like, you shake the Magic 8-Ball, Flynn, and it kind of goes, Outlook, not so good, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. I don't see a way this does... It, Baron says, sounds like layoffs, sad. And I just don't see a way it doesn't result in some layoffs. They're contracting already, even with the staff that they had, and a relatively flat bottom line. It's not like they lost a ton of money, but it's flat overall. Uh, I still feel like if they're going to pull stuff internally, they're probably going to use less staff internally, too. Yeah, sounds about right. On the topic of foam, foam stars, did uh, have either of you jumped in? Not yet. My plus has run out of my Intel. I got paid in. Ah, gotcha. So, gotcha. Hey, you know, your your plus ran out, but you know what? You could still play 14. That's yeah, true. Exactly. <laughs> That's true. Couldn't do that on Xbox. <laughs> PlayStation uh, do yeah. what Xbox don't. <laughs> oh, uh, I did download it. I did play it uh, as promised. Uh, this is a game. While I find it's fun, like I feel like you need your friends with you to play it to to get the full breadth and and enjoyment out of it. Uh, also, like kind of sucks for you and the kids that there's no defense. local co op. Yeah, like I was like, oh, I, there's no split screen. I can't play with my son. That sucks. Um, I'll have him give it a try. See what he thinks. Um, the tower defense mode, the solo mode, is is really boring. Um, but playing with other people, the multiplayer version, I, it's, it's awesome. Um, there's a lot of different modes. Uh, I kind of like the two v two with you know friends on the outside of the arena, and you do rounds. I like that version uh, the best as far as the multiplayer. Um, the ducky mode, shot, which is man. a payload mode, uh, is frenetic. It's absolutely bonkers, nuts. Um, moving, I, I, moving the ducky payload. My time. I, I do want to try that one. I want uh, to try that one. I have like over half yeah, the I, achievements already, <laughs> and that's nice. that's not a boast. If you look at the achievements for this, they're total garbage. There's, I actually yeah. don't even know if it has so a plat. If I go back, I have to go back and look. Oh, or maybe maybe Flynn, look, at the maybe Flynn, you can look it up while we're chatting here since you didn't play it. I don't know if there's a. I don't think there's a plat. There's only twelve achievements. Literally four of them are to win a match in each of the four game modes. So no plot. You're yeah, I didn't think so because there's only twelve achievements. <laughs> All of the achievements, the achievements could probably be gotten by most people in one play session, with the exception of uh, so eleven out of twelve of them can be done probably in a play session or two. The last one is just to get your character to play level twenty five. That's going to take you a little bit of time. But literally four out of twelve are just win a match in each of the game modes. Um and so then, you're stuck waiting on a bronze while you've got a gold, two silvers, and then the other bronze. It's fun. 
The fun? I, yeah, the the missions suck. All they are just hor uh, horde mode, wave horde modes over and over and over yeah. and over and over and over and over and over and over. Go play one with a match made on normal. Go play one with a match made on hard. Beat them both. There's two of your trophies. You're done, uh, and you never have to touch that mode again, um, unless you want to get from some free experience without having to multiplayer it to level up your character to 25. It is fun. I do like the multiplayer stuff. It 100% should just be a free-to-play game. It just Absolutely. should. It is full to the brim of every cosmetic you would expect. Yep. Cosmetics for your character, cosmetics for your foam surfboard, uh, cosmetics for your player banner and your player icon and your emotes and your tags and your stickers and and the radio and, and, and gallery scenes. Like, there's tons of collectible stuff and it just... It should be free to play. There is no local multiplayer. So, yeah, get friends and play it um, or queue up with strangers. Nobody's going to harass you. There's no text features or anything. So, as long as you're not on headset, you're going to be fine anyway. It's fun, but it absolutely should be free to play. I would not pay $30 for it. Maybe somebody that's more into shooters would. <clears throat> there are flaws, too. <laughs> It is so slow between rounds. It takes forever for the intro screens oh. to go by as the match is getting ready to start and oh, for okay. you to get out of a match and back into your area uh, where you can queue up again. Those and, and the missions, oh my God. That like 1% that they said they used, oh, AI, but it was 0.01%. I hope it was on the writing and voice acting because both <laughs> <they're awful>. are <laughs> abysmal. <laughs> both are abysmal. In the opening uh. cutscene, as soon as you boot the game up, literally within five lines of text in the subtitles, you have voiceover that does not match the text. Literally, right off the bat. The voice adding words, adding phrases, right off the bat. And probably the worst bubble soap <sighs> puns. So bad. Just make it stop. And the, the sad thing is, when you finish a, a wave of a mission, or the one mission, and you're gonna, you want to queue up for the other one, there is cutscenes for. They're not even cutscenes. It's just dialogue between yeah, like two pictures. It's mode. It's like, uh, yeah. you can't skip them. I know. You it's, can't fucking skip them. I got man. my character talking to some little girl about, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? I'm not sure. Uh, does that make me You're weird? Well, this is the way when I grew up. And I'm like, oh my God, Titus, shut up. Let's go. Or rave breaker. Oh, I can't stand parties. I had a bad experience, so now I hate parties and party people. And uh, I just won't want anybody to party. I'm like, yeah. oh my god. Yep. Just I use one of the other heroes, and there's some dude just like esports commentating me the entire fucking time. Uh, anyway, sounds like a time. It's fun. It needs to be free to play. If it was free to play, I wouldn't have any of these gripes. I'd be like, yeah, don't expect much from the AI and the voice acting. They're pretty bad. And the load times in between things, leaving to come back out of a match and go back into one, they could be a little annoying, but it's free. What do you want? Like, <laughs> that would have been my attitude. This is 30 bucks. Uh, if you even remotely looked at Splatoon and thought, 
that looks like fun, go play Splatoon. Yeah. I, I hate to... They they said they didn't want to compare to that. They're going to get compared to it that. Is. And Splatoon Absolutely. is just better. It's just better. Yeah. That's not to say that, Tark, you are absolutely right. The multiplayer and the modes are very fun. Even the team deathmatch mode, right? All your team's lives mm -hmm. die. Somebody becomes a star player. And as long as that star yeah. player is alive, you are still in the match. Get them to generate a star player and kill the star player and you win. My very first match, I ended up being the star player and we won, and I MVP'd that match. I was like, well, here's an easy shooter. If I'm MVP in my first time out, here's an easy shooter. Uh, and it is, it is a lot of fun, and it is frenetic, and it is chaotic. But if I got to sit for five hours and play a shooter, I'm going to play Splatoon over this every single time. And that's why, to me, this has to be free to play soon. Has to be. Yeah, I agree. Two little bits I'm going to give you. Tencent is killing a near mobile game that they were working on through a licensing deal with Square Enix. This, you know, Square Enix's own near game is closing in March, mobile game. Square uh, Tencent was working on one. Uh, they have axed it. And it wasn't because the game sucked. They actually really, really liked the game. <laughs> <laughs> they said that it was Sad. they had a playable internal demo it had robust design in both story and combat people were enjoying it the reason they're canceling it is because they can't figure out a decent way to monetize it and actually make money <laughs> lord part of that is licensing oh. deals right because they're a third party yeah. company well, licensing the near property and Tencent is trying to get away from that as much as possible but yeah, and then what's going on with the uh, with uh, Octopath Traveler there, Flynn? So, uh, Kanokawa Corporation, or you guys might know, uh, the owners of the From Software uh, team, they have acquired uh, the developer team of Octopath Traveler. Spire. So, which is a huge shame. Or Aqu yeah. Aqu so, Acquire Corp has gone into... Uh, from software, but it does seem like Square Enix still owns the trademark to the 2D HD stuff, though. Well, yeah, I mean, that was their tech um, yeah. for that, but that does mean we're done with Octopath Traveler because I don't, don't see Square Enix. I mean, they're already contracting internally, right? We just talked about that, yeah. but yeah. this, I would believe, would make a contract a little more expensive now, too. You know, your owner would probably be asking for a little more of the pie now that they've bought the company. So I think we're we're done on the Octopath Traveler front. If, is, if I had to guess right now. Huge shame. Huge shame. Let's uh, slide over and do Love It or Leave It. Love it or leave it is the way we end every episode of the Relic Grind. Here's where I give you something Square Enix related. Could be a game, a feature in a game, something in a press release they said or did, or something just tangentially related to the company. And I ask you whether you love it, want more of it, or leave it. Today I'm going to ask you about Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, for the gentlemen on the panel, however, I want to be a little more specific. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth as a whole being a sequel or alternate version of Final Fantasy VII. Flynn, love it or leave it? I love it. They're bringing Crisis Core into the story. I'm all for it. <laughs> Tark? Uh, love it. Uh, I've embraced it uh, from the beginning. 
uh, once I realized it was a sequel, I was like, my mind was kind of blown and realizing the potential and the paths that they can go. Um, and they don't have to be beholden strictly to the story that was. They can make changes here and there. And uh, that's that's great. Uh, you know, you have a, a template for what you need. I'm loving it. It's great. More of it. I'm going to go ahead and leave that son of a bitch, man. I just wanted a remake of my Final Fantasy VII. Uh, you, you and that's Kronos it. both. Yeah, that's all you I and wanted. And stop messing with my headcanon of 27 years now, man. Stop it. You can't it's be doing there. this to me. It's still there. You can't be doing this Your to me. Your no, still there. No, no. They're trying yes. to change stuff on me <laughs> and add things just on willy-nilly. I'm going to leave it, even though I do love the games. That's going to do it for this show. We'll be back next Thursday. We do have Faye going live after the stream today. Uh, she's not going to do the intro tonight. She was driving home late, so she wanted to make sure. But she will She will be streaming here for you in chat. And then on Saturday, no gaming gumbo, no uh, Torchwick stream, but Tark will still be live midnight Saturday night Eastern time playing some more Control. So yeah. it's still Control, right? You haven't beaten it yet? I haven't beaten it yet. I've uh, been doing a lot of side missions and yeah, stuff. It's a lot, been a lot of, of fun, though. That game's good. Cool. Check it out. Until next week's show, Flynn, where can everybody find you? You can find me on Twitter at Flynn underscore Lawlight. You can find me uh, over on Twitch at Within Crisis Streaming, usually three days a week, playing whatever happens to come up full source. My rating group tend to be the focus as long as we're available. Tark. Twitter, YouTube, all at Tarkoth Gaming, uh, and here on Ready Check Radio, uh, Saturday night playing Control. Uh, you will not find me playing uh, Power Wash Simulator anymore. That game is just a job disguised as a game. <laughs> I'm Mike Byrne. You can follow me right there at Magic Man One, but more importantly, follow at RC Radio on Twitter, and you'll know every time we're going live. Whether that's a podcast, a stream, some Final Fantasy trading card games, new Limit Break feature released today, and I'll be commentating the upcoming Kansas City Materia Cup. Stay tuned. Oh, yeah. Stay safe. I see you on the servers. I watch Simulator is just gross overall. It's so relaxing. What are you on about? <laughs>